0: Are you aware that Bananas has won seven times? That's seven. One number more than six, one number less than eight. You know that, right? Well, if you don't, you certainly do now. Plus, Devin and Tori have a spot A to get them prepared for a blowout victory when it matters the most. Horacio doesn't get his chance at history. Anissa mentally prepares for drill Sergeant Jordan. Nani makes an all-time great catch. And Fessel and Mariah are just too damn big for this ride, TJ. It's the challenge. Ride or Dies, episode 16, coming up right now. Challenge lovers, welcome to the Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things. MTV's the challenge, past, present, or future. If it's headed in the challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollibal. Thank you so very, very much for being here with me tonight to discuss Ride or Dies episode sixteen, the penultimate or at least penultimate episode. If you know the next episode is the full final, even though I think it's a two-part. One way or the other, it kind of feels like the penultimate episode. We've only got the final left is what I'm saying. Episode 16 recap. That's what we're here tonight to discuss an episode that I'm feeling a little eh about but we'll of course get into that all the same before we begin some programming reminders for you and we got a bunch of them because we've had some announcements in the last 48 hours or 24 hours or really 12 hours a bunch of them really i guess came out today for some when seasons are going to drop when we're going to see new seasons all of that so programming reminders for you are as follows this past monday i posted the all stars Four casting instant reactions instant reactions a week later that's how we do instant reactions around here so if you are into casting spoilers if you are also aware of who left to film all stars Four, and you want to hear my reaction to that that pod is the previous one in your feed as of now this friday i will be doing my season 39 fantasy cast podcast so full fantasy cast for season 39 the best of the best a couple different even options for themes i do ways they could go but the best possible fantasy cast out there that's coming on friday next week We'll be covering the ride or dies finale part one of the finale the whole finale whatever we see next week i think it's just part one because the next week on doesn't allude to finding out who wins or anything like that plus it's 100 hours long did you hear so that's definitely a two episode ordeal but wednesday we'll cover rider dies of course and then next friday so a week from this friday nine days from now a time of recording I will be posting an absolutely amazing interview with an unbelievable guest that I had the pleasure of speaking with just actually earlier today, none other than Connor Curran himself, the MVP, as I proclaimed him, of the Challenge Australia. So get yourself ready for that. If you have not watched Challenge Australia yet, you should go ahead and do so, so you can be all caught up and ready for that unbelievable interview I did with Connor and ready to listen. And speaking of that, if you haven't watched it yet and you don't want to use the links that are floating around there out online, you can just watch it on Paramount Plus. It'll be a couple of weeks. You'll have to you know, come back to my interview with Connor. That's fine. You can listen to it whenever you want, anytime on your own time. But the Challenge Australia will be posting, I think it was like mid-February. I don't have the exact date in front of me, but it will be going to Paramount Plus, followed one week later by the Challenge UK, which I believe is like the last Wednesday in February. Again, I don't have the dates exactly in front of me, but it's like the 24th, 5th, 6th, somewhere in there. So Australia and UK both coming to Paramount Plus in the month of February, followed by as we found out today the world championships starting on march 8th are beginning the air on march 8th so those of course will be covered here at the challenge historian world championships week by week so starting march 8th you know really starting at least a week if not two weeks before we'll get that full preview pod up once we have a trailer once you know we already know the cast but you know the official cast has been announced the trailer all of that good stuff we'll do the preview pod and then on march 8th we will start covering that week by week as those episodes are dropped for the Challenge UK. I will be covering that to some degree. Uh, I don't know how many episodes we'll do of it. I, we certainly I, we don't have time, and I probably just won't do single episodes at a time. Maybe it's like Challenge Australia where I go two episodes at a time. Maybe I, I think I might want to try to break it up into four. So if it's 10-episode season, maybe we do like two, two, three, and three, something along those lines. We'll see. But the moment it gets dropped, we've got two weeks between that and or one week, two weeks. Week and a half between that and the World Championships dropping. So, somewhere in that timeline, I'll bust out, you know, three, four, five episodes. We'll cover that season in full so that we can be ready to go heading in to the world championships. So a lot coming up. Hit that follow, subscribe button wherever you may be listening so you don't miss an episode. Hit that automatic download button if you don't mind, or if you're just listening to this right now, drop that little download. Those help in a big way. Thanks, as always, for being here. That's what's on the docket. But as for tonight, ride or dies, episode 16, full recap. Let's dive in. Here we go. Storyline number one. Did this episode kind of suck? Yeah. I I hate to say it to borderline start the podcast off here at this point, but I'm guessing maybe a lot of you were feeling similar to me. It was a little bit boring. Uh, You know, and by a little bit, I mean, I was kind of bored throughout most of the whole thing. And that's what happens when you have, you know, a pretty predictable daily challenge winner, a very predictable elimination matchup combined with, Dominant victories in even if it was predictable, it was also dominant in the daily, it was also dominant in the elimination. No real drama, no angst amongst teams, no real nothing to lean on here for story or plot. And so, it's just kind of a little boring. Which, yes, I am starting at you know, this whole storyline's off with that fact, not just to be like, oh man, man, this show stinks, whatever. I do have a point that comes with it. This is why. And because there isn't as much to talk about with this episode, that I might as well fill some space and get some thoughts off on this. This is why 14 people should make the final. They should really up the ante. They should go back to the sweet spot they had found there for a little bit and get as many people as possible into the final episode and at least the penultimate episode as possible. I've spoke many times about this before. They kind of figured this out. Around like free agents was kind of the season I remember where, well, not a ton of, you know, only the six made it into the final, but they had like the eight there at the end and did the like surprise elimination puzzle elimination right before they started the final. So at least got us like that moment of CT and Johnny and Laurel and Teresa. Yeah, Teresa, right? Yeah, Teresa going against each other right before and like this big matchup and made that episode kind of fun. And they kind of realized, like, maybe the more people, the better. And so then when we added in things like a Redemption House the next season and some of the different twists that they had, we got to the point where, like, by Dirty 30, it was like, yo, there's we're at second third to last episode of the season and like half the cast or more is left there's like 16 people left like this is this is awesome there's still so much more there to develop and to happen and more possibilities because the more people left the better things can go the more people left means that more people's fan favorites are still there if you're like i like this person this person this person that's who i'm rooting for and all three of them leave Well, then you kind of lose a little bit of interest in the season. If you get to an episode like this where it's a little bit boring, maybe you just tune out. That doesn't help the ratings. You know, for instance, in this possible season, I'm all invested in the show no matter what. I'm invested in pretty much everyone across the board in the cast. But if I wasn't covering this for a podcast and I was a little more of a casual fan, I really went into this season and throughout the beginning of the season was super into Jay and Michelle and then Amber and Chauncey a little bit. And as those two go home, maybe I'm someone who's like, kind of tune out so the more people left the better chances that someone each individual fan wants to watch is still in the game the more people left the more chances for drama there still is the more people left the more chances for romance or rivalry there still are the more chances for everything for it to be interesting for the strategic decisions being made the choices of who to throw in who to save to be interesting and it not to be this very you know kind of bland we pretty much know what's going to happen. Like the moment we get to that daily challenge, we kind of know who's going to win. It seems pretty Devin and Tori seem made for this. They win. We get to, like, okay, well, there's only four teams. Otherwise, we know who they're going to kind of pick one of the two. And we know there's a 67% chance that it just ends up being the two people that all other three teams want to be in the elimination. It just, you know, more people, the more chances. We've gotten back, you know, to 10 people max make it. And we've kind of gotten at this really static place of like 10 people make it all stars challenge usa uh you know last few seasons of the flagship what have you and now they've gone lower to eight with this season and it just leaves me to say like if you're gonna do the wild twists if you're gonna have these crazy format changes or team changes whatever have all of that occur late in the game at the very very end eliminate tons of people in the last single episode do a purge at the end be like yo like how much more fun if this episode today, if we would just went two episodes back instead of five teams left, there'd be seven teams left and it'd be like, yo, three teams are going home right now today. One of you is getting eliminated at the daily challenge. Whoever gets last. And then three of you are going into elimination or like all other four teams are going into elimination versus each other. And two winners, two losers, two are going home, something like that. That'd be more interesting. And if you're going to have to lean on the, challenge itself the daily the elimination itself for like the screen time then you know at least that's something i don't know so the more people the better give me 16 i would love 16 in the penultimate episode 12 or 14 even running the final i think would be amazing and i think would help the show in a big big way all right, now let's actually run through the show kind of stage by stage here. And if my voice starts to get a little raspy at any point, that is, again, I recorded an interview earlier today with Connor from Challenge Australia. Be on the lookout for that. About a week and a half from now, it'll post. But we talked for quite a quite a while, had some other interviews for work and things today. So if the voice starts to run out on you, that's why. Let's talk pre-daily challenge at the house. Fessel tries to lay the groundwork for bananas being the automatic vote he tries it's like you know there's me jordan devin sitting here i'll bring up the obvious i'll make it obvious that like hey bananas we're all on the same boat right like bananas should be the one to go in no matter what that's that's whoever wins we pick him right right everyone seems receptive jordan certainly seems it devin seems it devin and Tori then have a spa day Probably the most fun moment of the episode. We'll see if it wins the award later on, but in an episode devoid of kind of super-duper fun moments, that one, pretty good. Devin tries to put the idea in Tori's head. Hey, bananas and Nani, right? Like, we got to finally deal with that little bit of issue. I know we're friends with them. I'm even roommates and buddy-buddies with bananas now, but, like, we got to deal with that issue. He tries to put it out there. Horacio, maybe the smartest one of anyone left in the house. He and Olivia, just as the rookies, seeing things a lot better than the rest of these, you know, now friends. I guess see it. Horacio's smart enough. He wants bananas, one way or the other. Wants no matter what. Let's get that guy. Bananas is the only person left who's not been in elimination. He and Nani discuss this it's insane that he is somehow the only one left that hasn't been in elimination. I know he wasn't available to be in the very first elimination, but it was only one. He was available for the other 15, I guess not available. He won a time or two. His team won a time or two, but he was very available for like 12 of the 15 that he was there for in none of them, 12 the 14, 11, whatever, you know, you know what I'm saying? Whatever the numbers actually were. but quickly so that we say it now. And I don't forget later, uh, Throughout the episode, because they bring up one that he's a seven time champion, which we know, and I wish you guys took that more to heart, and you clearly like saying it, but you also also clearly like helping him try to get his eighth, I guess, is where we're where we're at. Uh, or you just like Nani that much. But while we hear seven time champ, seven time champ, seven time champ over and over, we also hear and he skates and he skates and he skates over and over and just to be the bananas defender for a quick second, when everyone says he skates to the end, that's not how he does it. It's it's kind of wrong. That's incorrect to say that. He is now, in this season, trying to play a CT game because it has worked so well for CT in recent seasons. And Bananas has acknowledged that. they like, that works really well. And he's clearly trying to do that while also hiding behind. Everyone loves my partner, so like let's hide behind that. I'm friends with everyone because you're all friends with my partner. That's how it works now. But Bananas, as he points out himself on Twitter, has been in an elimination. I think I forget the number exactly, but I think it was like 16 of 20 or 17 of 20 seasons he's done. He's been in an elimination, so he is not notorious for skating by to the end. Yes, a couple of those seasons, those couple individual seasons where he didn't go into ones are seasons that he ended up winning. But he's won seven times, so he's also won eliminations in seasons he's won many many times before as well so just putting that out there but that's everything pre-daily is just pretty much everyone knows bananas once seven times right we're all gonna go for them right and that's the first sign that no they're clearly not then we have the daily challenge which is a pretty fun fun fun-ish daily challenge i really liked this when the first time i saw it on challenge australia and i do in a vacuum really like seeing it again i think it's an interesting and properly difficult and a nice little mix of, you know, mostly just communication, but kind of this weird, difficult memory puzzle. Also, with a little bit of, like, you've got to be comfortable in the ice bath part. You've got to do a little bit of digging and little physical exertion to make it get done. Where if someone was, you know, way better on the endurance speed front, they could maybe get some more laps in than other teams across the whole way. So, I like it. It's a good mix. My only problem, as I said last week, as I've said for the last couple of weeks... Is they ended up not using the spooky town daily challenge, which is a big, big miss. If you did not watch challenge USA or challenge Australia and don't know what I'm talking about for the final time, there was a challenge on both of those seasons where uh, not TJ and one Briny and the other came, get them, you know late in the evening and says we're doing a challenge right now they go to this abandoned kind of fake town that's set up they do a bunch of puzzles that earn them points that they can run and take back to their station it's two hours of endurance and puzzles mixed together plus a little swim at the beginning it's great it was the best challenge on both of those seasons it probably would have been on this one as well i wish they would have done it so that's the only reason i'm like uh, oh, this one's kind of it's great but it's the last one and that means officially we didn't get this other one that i really wanted so that's a bit of a bummer Also, because we've seen this before on Challenge Australia, we learned one thing that they all learned when doing that. The best thing, the best strategic thing to do in this is when you get in the ice bath is to sit looking the same direction. Meaning whoever, if I have the information, I'm the one who's felt all of the objects and is relaying the information. I should have my partner turn and come sit in my lap so I can put my arms basically out in front of them and we can be looking the same direction and not getting right or left, top, bottom, whatever, mixed up. That Every team in Challenge Australia figured that out pretty quickly. No one figures it out here, and it is definitely a better way to relay this information and makes it more efficient and better. But ultimately, it couldn't matter less because Devin and Torrey win by a freaking mile. They do their best to edit around this fact, but there's clearly no editing tricks that we're going to get fully around it. They try to like not let you really see how far anyone else got, but by the, we get a glimpse of Mariah and Fessy's specifically when Devin and Tori have won. And Mariah has like a third of the pieces even on the box, let alone if those are right. And it looks like everyone else is in a similar boat. Like Devin and Tori just smoked, smoked, smoked this, which makes sense they this is a very good game for Devin. is you know the number one draft pick uh you know he is the number one draft pick we all know that regardless of situation but certainly in this situation he's the number one draft pick i'd want to be the one memorizing and relaying this information and so yeah they win by a mile it's kind of boring it's kind of predictable and again it just the whole time unfairly but this is what you get when you film all these seasons in the same location and do the same things you know across different seasons so maybe fairly the whole time I was like this is kind of a boring predictable outcome of a daily I kind of like but I wish I would have get to watch the spooky town daily instead back at the house bananas returns the call to west that west gave to him back on all stars three a season which west then went on to go into that elimination win and then win the whole season can bananas completely copy his best buddy west and you know he's pulled off the first part he has the call he goes into the elimination he wins the elimination can he win the season we shall see but he calls west and at first i'm super excited i'm so excited this is going to be a good time Wes is the one of, if not right now today, you know, it's kind of him and Devin in my mind that are like the best at like being good at television, whatever the spot is you put them in on the show, whatever you need them to produce in a challenge, in an elimination, mostly in the confessional booth that they will do. So I'm like, oh good. Wes is here to like, you know, give me a nice, wonderful Wes monologue that'll be fun and you know, kind of over the top, sarcastically, I'm a genius, brilliant type stuff, whatever. It'll be classic West. It'll be great. It'll be fun. And then they don't let West talk like at all. I'm sure that conversation in real life, like they chatted for a while. I'm sure West said plenty of things. And we got like two sentences out of West. Maybe it was mostly just bananas confessionals and some flashbacks to bananas, Devin stuff. And so while it was nice to see West's face, While the names were funny, which, by the way, if you didn't catch them all, we had three-time challenge winner, Banana's best friend ever, Banana's sidekick, Banana's life coach, scumbag, internationally renowned genius. Those were all of the different names on the Chiron that Wes got. That part was fun, but if you're going to have Bananas call Wes and you're going to show it, let Wes monologue a little bit. He's great at it. It would have been fun, but alas uh we did not it was just mostly a banana an elongated multi-confessional run for bananas to talk about the fact that his good buddy devin and him were good buddies and i did like some of the you know flashes to a couple flashes the moments we had seen previously but a couple other flashes to other moments of just bananas and devin in the room like kind of goofing having a good time laughing it up i did enjoy those glimpses i guess i would have enjoyed to like see those full moments during episodes that otherwise could have maybe used them but it was, you know, it was nice. It was nice enough. It was an it could have been a better reprieve, but a, a reprieve it was. Then the interrogation, which is a joke. It's a choice between two teams that ultimately 67% chance say they're gonna go against each other no matter who you go in first. And Tori, I guess, wants to give Anisa specifically, but also Jordan. Also Jordan. The best odds to the degree that she wants to save Fessy and Mariah just because Bananas and Nani would be another vote if they drew the dagger for Anissa and Jordan. Maybe. We think. We think. Um, I think Nani would have forced that and held up their end of the bargain, but I don't know. Bananas would have thought about it for sure. Um, But Fessy and Mariah would have saved Anissa and Jordan too. Fessy and Mariah wouldn't have been scared to go against Anissa in a final. They would have looked and been like, yeah. If we have to choose between bananas and Nani going home, or and the other option being either Olivia Horacio or Anissa Jordan go home, I actually think I would rather Anissa or uh, uh, the, the 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 rookies. That's who I'm blanking on, which I can't believe I'm blanking because they're amazing and probably the best thing left on the season right now. Olivia and Horacio go home. I think Fassi and Mariah would have made that decision. So either way, I think Anissa and Jordan have you know the odds stacked in their favor. That they are coming out of that draw. They're going to be unscathed. And in that, if that's the case, which it is, I think it clearly is, then throw in Bananas and Nani. But either way, the interrogation is kind of a joke. As is the bar night. Fessel gives his best effort with Devin, but to no avail. Devin has fully decided. Tori's making the call on this one. We're torn as a team. I want to go this way. She wants to go that way. Ultimately, it probably ends up in the same two going in regardless I'm going to let her make the call. He rolls over. Fessel, no, nothing can be done. Finally, we're then at the elimination. We get the choice that we, I guess, saw coming. New cut co- was coming. Fessel versus Mariah. We get the draw, and I guess the draw is no longer rigged. I don't know. We, you know, we like to talk. I, I don't. I like to defend against it. Uh, sometimes... Not in my favor, but I still do it. Defend against the whole producers rig everything in this game. But there has been a lot of, man, Nani and Bananas seem real lucky in that draw, huh? Talk all season long, but it doesn't doesn't go here. But maybe, I don't know, if you really want to be the conspiracy theorist, maybe it's because production knew that this game was made for them and it was going to definitely beat Fessel and Mariah. I don't know. You do what you want with your own thoughts. That's not on me. But they don't win it. Olivia Horacio do. they? <laughs> Horacio... Does not get his words out of his mouth correct in the instance. Gives Anissa a good old little scare there. But we all knew what he was trying to say the whole time. And he eventually figures it out and says it correctly. Banana Nani, first Fessel and Mariah, here we go. And they play Bridget, which looks super, 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 super hard. I just want to make that very clear. This game looks very difficult. Is Would be very, very tricky. I would love to try it. It looks like a good time if you weren't under the pressure of like the last person to be eliminated before a final where you could possibly be the favorite to win $500,000 each. But it looks very, very fun. Fessy and Mariah, they're kind of just a little bit too big for it mixed with the fact that they also can't figure out that you need to the only strategy in this, the only thing that matters in this is the pressure you're putting with your hands and your feet has to go directly down. It cannot be put any sort of outward pressure. The insides of your feet, not the outsides of your feet, the insides of your hands, not the outside of your hands, because the moment you put any little bit of pressure on the outside of a hand or foot towards the outside, it's going to pull it off from the other side, and your rung is going to drop, and we see this happen to Fessy over and over and over and over. My guy never gets above, like, Like, I don't even know if he actually gets above the original three rungs to, like, move the next one up to the fourth. Never, ever, ever. He just can't figure it out. Mariah can't do much better. She gets, like, a couple rungs up a couple of times, a little bit here, but they just can't. They can't figure it out. Bananas and Nani, it takes a second, but they figure it out ultimately, and they absolutely smoke it. Nani, the second time up after the big drop at the top catches the next drop at the top the catch is amazing catching with the feet i mean it was unbelievable incredible amazing all the best positive adjectives you can put on it but ultimately it also didn't totally matter because she would have just had as much time as she wanted to go ahead and reclimb up there again it would have been frustrating certainly to have to climb to the top for a third time but she would have had all the time she needed they still would have won so amazing catch but ultimately bananas and can get it done Fessy and Mariah were nowhere close and probably not ever going to get it done, and it's a complete and utter smoke job in the final elimination. I'm bummed we don't get to see Fessy and Mariah in a final. I know you listening and almost everyone watching are probably not that bummed. You're probably pretty excited about this, probably making lots of jokes, and that's fair and that's fine, but... I would have liked to see my guy in a final. I would have liked to see Mariah in the final. I would have liked to see if they could have replicated what they did in the mini final that had everyone so scared. Like, how winning a mini final makes them such a bigger threat. Everyone wants to say how they're going to win the final over Bananas and Nani, seven-time champ, four-time finalist. Nani, who, yes, she has not won, but... She almost beat Laurel on top of a mountain in free agents. Peak Laurel. Laurel's only win. So, like, Nani's no scrub in a final or nothing like that. She just hasn't happened to win one of them. But she's fully competent and fully capable of winning one, and especially when you put her with the seven-time champion. So, yeah, the whole, like, they won the mini-final. It's tough. It's tough to weigh those seven wins and four finals versus... You know, a couple flame outs in a final and a rookie, but they won the mini final, so they looked pretty good in that. And I get it, I thought Fessy and Mariah were definitely a threat, but there's going to be a lot of puzzles, there's going to be some eating. I think Bananas and Nani clearly were the much, much bigger threat. Let's talk awards, and there's one last one to give out this week because I had nothing in the best quote department. I thought for sure Wes was gonna sneak something in. I guess, although they're not quotes, you could give whoever picked all of the different names to give Wes during that interview, you could give that person, whoever's behind those Chiron's, they could win the best quote award, even though it's not even a quote, but it's you know it's words on a screen. It's kind of similar in a little bit of a way. So yeah, that person wins best quote. Otherwise, I didn't have anything. As for best moment, three nominees, I guess, Tori and Devin Spa Day, I did enjoy that. It was a good time. Those two do, you know, know how to make quality television, Devin, especially so and does a great job of knowing like, hey, this is supposed to be funny and entertaining. So let's make it funny and entertaining Liked that. Second nominee, I guess Bananas Calling West. But again, It wasn't what I was wanting out of that type of interaction and conversation. And then third one, Nani's catch with her foot again, because it's absolutely amazing and stunning. And if that would have been like with Fessel and Mariah, like also up at the top and in the total, total clutch, that would have been all time. Unbelievable moment and move. It's lessened a little bit by the fact that she would have just had all the time to climb back up. But again incredible unbelievable the fact that thing falls down and she squishes it caught between her two feet while still holding the balance and not falling off in any way I mean unbelievable unbelievable stuff from Nani she's crushing it all season long she's been crushing it in the eliminations and so yeah that's awesome but best moment I'm giving it to Tori and Devin the spa day it was definitely the most fun I had in the episode best needle drop for the third or fourth week now uh, a couple less songs in this episode, but none the worse because they were all bangers. They were all wonderful. The music on this season has truly been a revelation and incredible. I know it's been pretty good the last few seasons as they've gotten a little more both current and kind of really playing to like we know our audience at this point is probably like 28 to 42 range. So like let's hit them with late 90s in 2000s type of stuff. But this one definitely playing to my heart. Definitely, you know, I know I wish Jay and Michelle were still here, but I know Jay's watching from home like at least they're picking great music because we had three songs, two of which emo classics, a decade under the influence by taking back Sunday on the way into the daily challenge. We had breathe stretch shake by mace as we go into the bar night, which got me super excited for bar night. And then I remembered there's only 10 people here and they're not going to do anything interesting. So I got a little less excited about bar night and then all the small things by blink 182 as TJ announces the final these are all great. And yes, you know, one of these is truly an iconic classic song from an iconic classic band. But I'm actually gonna give it to a decade under the influence. I had a really good time when that song came on by Taking Back Sunday. Blink182's won all kinds of awards for all kinds of reasons, deservingly so, and all the small things gets all the love. Deservingly so. It's truly an iconic classic. So for that reason, we'll give it to Taking Back Sunday on this one. As for the episode MVP. Fifth place, music producer again. Because, I don't know, it was good and there wasn't a lot else to pick from. Fourth place, Nani. That catch, amazing. Say it one more time. Third place, Devin. Thanks for doing your best. Thanks for trying. I appreciate it. So do all the other viewers. Second place, Olivia. As always, Olivia finds a way anytime she's on screen. She's wonderful. She's delightful. She's interesting. She's entertaining. Love me, Olivia. And then the winner, I guess we got to go there it's bananas i mean he kind of he dominates the confessional booth certainly 14 to there's a couple 10s after that um he you know gets the win in the elimination he is the talk of the town in the house even if ultimately no one actually takes the direct direct shot at him it's it's got to be bananas at the end of the day now to the power rankings and predictions, and just the fact that we're on the cusp of the final here. We're watching the final next week. I assume that there's it's definitely a hundred percent. I can say with hundred percent certainty. It's a two part, ep, two episode final episode situation, or else we would have seen a little bit more and different in the uh, the next week on clip. A hundred hours, a hundred, a hundred hour long final. Who do they think this is for? Like, who do they think? Doing this and having this moment of gaining to tell us next week. A hundred hour final. Who do they think this is for? Is this like a fucking Mr. Beast video? Because if it is, I'm super into Mr. Beast videos. Love Mr. Beast. Love watching the videos. Have watched plenty of videos of his that are hundred hours. Blank, blank, blank. Something, something, something. This for a hundred hours. That for a hundred hours. Cool. Um, It's not exactly what I'm looking for in my challenge final. Uh, So I don't really know. 100 hours, if you don't want to do the math yourself, that's four full days, four 24-hour days, plus four more hours. So they will be doing not just one overnight, not two overnights, not even three overnights. They will be doing four overnights. There, I don't think there's ever been three. There's only a couple times, once or twice, been two. They're doing four, which... Is Yeah, in these moments, I say something like that, and it sounds crazy and wild and unbelievable, and it makes for a good tweet and a good headline in your next week on segment at the end of the episode and that you can put out for marketing. Does it make me interested to watch that? Not really. I mean, three hours worth of watching this 100-hour thing? Again, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he would cost way too much. He ain't doing this for anything less than many millions of dollars but like hire mr beast if you're you're gonna do a hundred hour final challenge honestly hire mr beast and make a 15 minute video out of it and give me that way bigger ratings way bigger numbers just put it on youtube i don't know just spitball in here um but yeah so i I don't know about the hundred hour thing we shall see it does look very much like it's going to be the challenge australia's final just magnified out which Quick little spoiler for the interview with Connor that'll drop next week. Uh, he did mention in our interview that the final we didn't see all of it in the show. The final was even longer, and there was a couple more stages to it than what we saw on the show. So I really think they're basically going to run almost not the same, same, but very, very similar. Final challenge to what the Challenge Australia folks did. Another final plug for it. go watch this season if you haven't already. Get ready to watch it if you haven't already on Paramount Plus when it comes there. Tori and Devon versus Nani Bananas is one hell of a matchup though, which means we to the power rankings. Tori and Devon take over the top spot because they're my prediction to win. They got to be in the top spot going in. Bananas and Nani right behind them. And then a bit of a gap. Jordan and Nisa, Olivia and Horacio in whichever order you want. I think this is Tori and Devon versus Banana and Nani straight up, mano a mano. Two teams have a shot to win. I could see a world where Jordan and Nisa or in Harasso win. It wouldn't be like, how did that happen? I thought there was 0% chance. It's not that, but it's like low single digit chance. And then, you know, like 46 and 47 to 8% chance that Devin and Tori, Bonanzanati win. So big matchup between them though. I am interested to see, I don't know who I'd really, I'm picking Devin and Tori, but I don't feel great about either side of that. I think this is a pretty awesome matchup. And It does what they all the allusions to the previous Devin bananas history in this episode and kind of throughout this season sprinkled in leads us to like it's going to be pretty epic if Devin's first win is versus bananas more or less straight up and either way for Devin especially for Tori it'll it'll be big if she wins but there will definitely be some people like you did win but you beat Nani and Nisa and Olivia in the final which no scrubs by any means, but people will say that. I'm confident there will be a contingency online that'll say that. But on Devin's side, Bananas, Jordan, Horacio, that's pretty impressive if uh, those are the four dudes in the final and you're the one that wins uh, if you're Devin. So a lot on the line for them and it'll make kind of an interesting story. And, you know, we'll see that Vendetta's video again, I'm sure, at some point over the next two episodes. But those are the power rankings going in. Three season predictions. We still got the two out of the five teams left. We still got the winner pick left. We're sticking with Tori and Devin all the way through. Last week, we made three predictions for this week's episode. We got them all right, which I think might be the first time all season. We went three for three, but again, it was kind of, kind of easy. I said it would be the final daily in a limb in the episode. Then with the finals announcements, boom, got that one. I said Tori and Devin wouldn't win the daily. Boom, no, not even close. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Third one, I said banani, nana's banani. Bananas, Nani, Nanas, Bananas, Nani, Banani versus Fessel and Mariah in elimination. Got that one right. So going into the final, full predictions is it will be a two-part episode. Not the most bold of predictions, but correct prediction. It will be very similar to the Challenge Australia final is prediction number two, which I already previously said, but just to make it officially a prediction as well. Prediction number three, Jordan will put on a good face for a while, as will Anissa, but the breakdown will happen at some point. There will be a breakdown between those two at some point where it's just like, I've had enough of drill Sergeant Jordan. I've had enough of my partner Anissa. There will be some sort of confrontation at some point, but they'll both put on really good faces for quite a while. Fourth one, bananas and Nani versus Devin and Tori. Those two will be significantly far ahead of the other two teams by the end and fifth and final one sticking with it. Devin and Tori will get the win. So, Those are the predictions going into the final. That's all for episode 16. Remember, next week we will, of course, be back to discuss the final. This week we already had All Stars forecast reactions on Monday. We will have our season 39 fantasy cast and fantasy themes on this Friday. We will have our interview with Connor from Challenge Australia next week. So hit the follow, hit the subscribe. Make sure you are up to date on everything that's coming out. Head over to Instagram and TikTok now. There is a TikTok. I started to use it. I haven't used it again. I'll get back to using it very, very soon. I assure you. Hit the follow buttons over there. DM me if you want to chat challenge. Always happy to chat challenge with anyone and everyone. So that's where you can find me. That's where you can get in touch. Thank you so much for being here. I'll talk to you again soon. Peace.